if you get started with some of these things and just keep going, keep going, keep going, be consistent with it and travel and get in front of other people and support them and connect with them, then all this opportunity grows. And sometimes you have to lean into it and take a leap of faith before you even know what the hell you're doing. We often have this sour grapes narrative that, oh, you know, a larger following is, is a vanity metric or we don't need it. But we need to shift that attitude. It's a way to share your experience and knowledge with more people. Welcome to the Bar Ben Podcast, where we talk to the smartest minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by barbent.com. Today, I'm talking to trainer, writer, and speaker, Andrew Coates. I met Andrew in person about a month ago at Strong New York, but he's been on my radar for years. Andrew has built a following online and also contributes to some of the biggest publications in fitness, including, you guessed it, Barbend. In this episode, Andrew gives his playbook, I mean, the full scope of the playbook for building an online fitness following, and he talks about how to separate influencer hype from real, valuable knowledge. I hope you enjoy. But before we get to that, I want to give a quick shout out to today's episode sponsor, Thridzy. Thridzy's PM Recovery Collagen is formulated to help you sleep deeper and recover faster. It's got collagen peptides to support muscle, bone, and ligament health, plus sleep promoters like magnesium, L-theanine, and tryptophan to help you fall asleep and stay asleep for better recovery. I'm personally a huge fan of magnesium right before bed to help with relaxation. Wake up feeling energized and ready for the day and training ahead. Use code BARBENDZZZ that's Barbend with three Z's right after it for 25% off today. Now let's get on with the show. Andrew, it's so great to have you on the podcast. This is for context for those listening. This is coming off us meeting in person for the first time at Strong New York about, oh, not quite a month ago. And I feel like we've been in each other's orbits for years. So meeting in person was was really like really fun, a little jarring. I had to get over some social awkwardness, but you were really nice and gracious. So I appreciate that. I know I'm big and terrifying looking, but uh, <laughs> no, it's great to meet you. I mean, like I, I blow it away with what you guys have done with Barbend. I, as I had said in person, you know, just like watching Barbend as a brand skyrocket into being this, like really in, in my mind, standing toe to toe with, you know, more established juggernauts, like your, your teenations and muscle and fitness. And, and I feel like Though you guys go in different directions and different media than, say, Generation Iron, you guys are both sort of soaring as media outlets about, you know, the greater fitness world. But I think you guys really own uh, strength sports. You own Olympic lifting sports. And, you know, it's I know your publication is becoming a really great resource for you know training information. And it's been an honor to write for you guys. You know, I've, I've had my eyes on that because of the other stuff I've gotten right for. And I thought Barbend would be a really great. Uh, publication to be able to put prominently in my bio on my Instagram and say, hey, I'm proud to write for Barbet. Well, we're proud to have you. It's funny you mentioned those other outlets. And this is another thing that happened as we're getting back to in-person events. I'm running into, you know, editors, writers, people from these other outlets. It's it's great because oftentimes you mentioned Generation Iron, just as an example. We work with Generation Iron a lot. We've done collaborative series, interviews, releases, videos, articles, you name it. It's a pretty small space right when it comes down to like digital fitness content and it's a lot easier to make friends 
than to make enemies. So, you know, you say go toe to toe. And I mean, look, I'm, I'm honored as, as someone who founded this as a humble blog years ago. It's cool to see us be mentioned in the same breath, but it's even cooler to me that we get to collaborate. And you're someone who works with a lot of different brands. So you kind of see this ecosystem. It, it's a bit of a circle and people will touch all these different outlets. I'm curious how you got into fitness content specifically and how you kind of got into that ecosystem. All right, I'll try to give you that. I mean, I've been a personal trainer for 12 years, and I think this is a really important piece of context. When I first started as a trainer, I got onto T Nation very early, and I would read T Nation every morning with breakfast and, like, oh, you know, like, hey, Ben Bruno and Rex Contreras and Eric Cressy and Tony Gentle Core and, and Nick Tuminello, Martin Rooney, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like learning from these people. And as a new trainer, you can't help but feel like, all right, well, there's this established tier of super successful people. And then there's the rest of us on the gym floor. And I couldn't have envisioned what sort of the, the path from one to the other. So I always felt like there's, there's two different categories. You're either one or, you know, you, you can't possibly be part of the other. And so I was at hammer sessions on the gym floor for years and years and years. But one thing I did different earlier, you know, again, we're talking about like 11 to 9, 10, 11, almost 12 years ago, was I used Facebook kind of as a blog. And I, you know, if you have a touch point with someone, you meet someone acquainted with them, whatever, I would just add them to Facebook and I would gather them up on social media. I got a trainer friend of mine, a job with the old company, and he'd asked the director, you know, hey, are we allowed to post on social media? And the director said to him, it's like, you know what? There's only two people in the company who actually use Facebook or use social media. It was me and Dean Somerset, who also happened to work for that same company back then, another T Nation guy, and, and much more well-established in, in the industry than I even am now, right? He's very iconic. I've done tons of his work. He's a great guy. But over time, I eventually left that company after six years, set it out on my own, and then a friend asked me to do a podcast with him. So that's kind of where it started. Also, I started traveling to fitness events. Uh, I went to one in 2017 called the Kansas City Fitness Summit. Then I went to Luke Hosfar's uh, Vigor Fitness and Business Summit later that year. And I met a lot of the industry. And very quickly, you realize that most everybody is actually really down to earth. So I got to meet Spencer Nadolsky and, and Brett, uh, Brett Contreras and Brett Bartholomew and Pitu Pui, who's one of the partners of Chrissy Sports Performance. And, and Luca Hosevar and Martin Rooney. And this is this long list of people who are very established in our world. And they're very positive. They're down to earth. They're very encouraging. I also met a lot of people on the same journey I was on. And so with that hyper-connectivity, we started to get podcast guests. And I hung out with Dr. Mike Isertel at an event in 2017 and had dinner with him. He's a great guy. He's a really good friend. I get to go you know, down and hang out with those guys for their RP Summit in December in Vegas, right? The Olympia weekend. I'm going to go to the Olympia for the first time, the, the expo. With those connections, we started having really good guests early on the podcast. The podcast kind of blew up. And then because, again, I'm meeting all these people in my travels, and this is sort of a playbook for people. If you're a coach listening to this, this is literally your playbook. Okay, I wrote this on social media recently, some of this stuff. So do this stuff. Add people to Facebook as friends. Follow them on social media. Connect with them. Bring them on your podcast as a guest. Develop those relationships. And then with time, you, you get connected to more and more people. And again, the podcast did well. And then I started writing for a website. One of my best friends built me a website. Uh, she wouldn't take any money for it. She's one of the best people in my world. That, that's, a, that's a good type of friend. I wish I had more friends like that. You know, we all do, but <laughs> you've got to have something. Like start writing, right? Uh, a Facebook blog is not enough. You have to start long-form content creation vehicles, podcast writing. YouTube's a great one too. I never was super, super at that one. 
So as we got more guests, then I see Danny Sugard, who's one of the editors at T Nation, a longtime writer, is interacting with someone on Facebook that I'm already friends with. I've met. So I send her a friend request. I send her a message. I say, hey, Danny, I would love to have you on our podcast. I've been reading your stuff for years. Your, your stuff's great. She was thrilled. She came on as a guest. She was super. Within a couple of weeks, she turned around. She's like, hey, all sheepish. Would you, you know, would you consider being a contributor for T Nation, this like iconic brand that I've been reading for, you know, God forever? And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> of course. So that was kind of where that started. And then I started writing for them. And, you know, that starts to get your name out there a little bit. But it's also this like stamp of for coaches, it's a, an additional stamp of credibility, authority, which is it, it's not about status. And I think a lot of people go wrong because they, they crave status. They want to have people think they're important. That's the wrong lens to look at it through. Look at it through how much can you serve other people without expectation of anything in return. If you just give, produce content through all these different vehicles, good things are going to happen to you. You're going to create greater connections. Make you know, Just support other people with the vehicles that you're building. Anyway, so that started out. And I realized at the beginning of 2020 that I really needed to start backing up the writing side of stuff on the podcasting with more of a social media presence. And I believe that Instagram really is the hub for everything. Mm -hmm. We now know that TikTok's really blowing up. It's a bit on the wild side, but I still think, and and Facebook has organic growth issues now in a way that, you know, it operates versus where it was before. So I still think that Instagram has been and currently is the hub for authority within the fitness space. So I started posting daily on it, taking the pieces of wisdom, knowledge, experience, practicing that skill. I, I study writing a lot. Along the way, I got an invitation to write for Generation Iron. When I met you, Edwin Mejia, who's one of the co-founders, was supposed to come and meet me, hang out. I had a guest pass for him at Strong New York. His flight couldn't get it in time. And I also had a guest pass for uh, Jeff Tomko, who's an editor with Muscle Fitness Magazine. So I got to meet him for the first time. He's great to work with. So, and then again, I met some of the guys from, from uh, Men's Health. And I'll be honest, one of my aspirations is to write for Men's Health someday. So we'll see if I can make that happen, but I want to earn it. So I kept creating on social media, working on the, the way of formulating ideas and it gained a little traction slowly, 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 but I committed to it. And I've been doing it every day for almost three years. And the first year I went, I started with 3000 followers through all the connections I had. It grew to 10.5. Cool. By the end of the year. The next year, picked up a bit, picked up a bit. It grew to 35,000. Middle of that year, a buddy of mine, who I'd gone to two of his events to support him, asked me to come speak at his event. So I said, sure. Okay. Don't know what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. It went great. That opened up a ton of doors. I have had so many invitations to speak at so much stuff ever since. There's, there's, I got an NSCA uh, sorry, regional conference in December. I'm doing Kabuki Education Week again in, in uh, there'll be February this year. Raise the bar in February in Dallas, which is a big event. And so if you get started with some of these things and just keep going, keep going, keep going, be consistent with it and travel and get in front of other people and support them and connect with them, then all this opportunity grows. And sometimes you have to lean into it and take a leap of faith before you even know what the hell you're doing. And it's also very easy to kind of reverse engineer where you are to say, here are all the, the things that worked. But I promise you, if you engage a lot of these behaviors, and if you aspire to be in a position where you are educating and reaching a broader group of people, then a lot of good things come from it. And there's one more thing I'll say. We often have this sour grapes narrative that, oh, you know, a larger following is, is a vanity metric, or we don't need it. 
we'll hear coaches, people say, you don't need a larger following to be successful in the fitness industry. And those people who are saying it have larger followings. Friends of mine do this. And the reality is it's, it's just, we need to shift that attitude. It's a way to share your experience and knowledge with more people. We all are passionate about making the greatest impact possible. You can do it with this more surface level touch point of social media. And then you can bring people into things like your podcast, your articles, your YouTube, your email list, your speaking engagements. I love how you emphasize consistency there. And I want to talk about that in two realms. One, from the perspective of, look, I spent a lot, I spent a number of years as the editor-in-chief of Barbent. I no longer am. We have someone who, Andrew Gutman, much more talented editor than I will ever be. And he he steers the ship there with a high level of precision and skill, I will say. Andrew, I know you're listening at some point to this podcast, so shout out there. But what I'll say is from that perspective, consistency is key because if you are a new writer or a or someone who's relatively new to contributing fitness content to other outlets, the first thing an editor is going to look at is your social media, not for your follower account, but are you writing clearly? Are you getting across a message? Are you able to communicate? If your goal is to communicate on social media, are you able to do that in a way that is very understandable and very accessible to people? And most importantly, are you doing it consistently? Because for a an outlet like Barband, we also own Breaking Muscle. The best way to fall out of our editor's good graces is to miss a deadline. Or even if there isn't like a specific deadline, because I don't want to say we work on exact deadlines, but it's to kind of ghost us and get in a consistent pattern and then fall off, right? As far as content contribution, because we're a big editorial machine. All of these outlets are big editorial machines. If a deadline is missed or a piece doesn't come in, or you say you're going to do something and you don't do it in a reasonable amount of time, that's going to throw a wrench in the works. And we have backups and we have systems to deal with that, but it's going to make us less likely to A, want to work with you again, and B, less likely to recommend you to another outlet. I've had people approach me and say, hey, I want to write for this other outlet. Can you write me a letter of recommendation or vouch for me? If I've had a fantastic experience working with them, if they've been consistent, heck yeah, of course. And there have been some instances where I've told people, I don't think you want to do that because we had problems with your consistency and with your ability to actually deliver the product that we were working with you toward. Right. And so I think consistency is really important if you're just dipping your toe in. Don't start in this ecosystem, as I keep saying, unless you're ready to really dive in and produce consistently, because the worst thing you can do is burn a bridge by just ghosting someone. I'm curious as to your thoughts on that. If you've seen that happen, if you've had to deal with that in your own capacity as a content creator. I mean, there's there's some definite nuance to this. So I think everything you said is exactly right. Now, I also want to provide a touch of perspective for anybody who's aspiring to write. You've got people like Shane McClain and mm-hmm. Roger Lockridge who are great writers. Prolific. Both of them prolific, by the way. So here's a little point that's important for people to, to realize. Is I'm actually not as prolific as an article writer. I'm fairly meticulous with the process. I coach in coach full-time. I have an online business, uh, speaking engagements, chew up time. Um, you know, social media takes a little bit of time. You have to have time for yourself. And I'm not Lee Boyce or Shane who are just absolute writing machines. I'm surgical and strategic with it. So for example, to date, I, I actually want to circle back to Andrew, who's been great. A little quick story about him, but, um, I want to say, Hey, I want to do another piece for Barbend, but I have written one piece for Barbend to date, right? That was all I was able to commit at the time. Um, you know, I try to serve multiple masters and 
as long as the the publication and the writer are kind of of the understanding that the goal is not to come on as a you know a regular writer to have you know two pieces a month etc it can be very valuable for you guys to have people who are a bit more freelance and but in order to be able to do that you have to bring a little more value back so my attitude towards all the publications that i write for is what can i bring and give back to bring my audience back to the publications I'm writing for. So if I am giving more than I'm getting out of it, then I feel really good about that exchange. I've worked very, very hard on reaching you know more and more people. I have a large social media following at this point and it's growing. And then if I get to do something for Barbed, guess what? I'm going to wave Barbed around. The fact that I put Barbed in my bio is important. Barbend appears in all of my presentations, right? I've got a presentation on writing. So there's some talk there, but it's, it's in my, Hey, about me thing. It's on my website. It's literally on that as seen in there's links to the articles that I have for everything I write for because I'm a big believer in supporting any publications that I'm involved with brand partners, et cetera. Right. And I've had the good pleasure of working with a broad array of people. It simply wouldn't work for me if a publication came and said, Hey, we want to work with you exclusively. Like, sorry, I'm I'm not going to stop serving T Nation, who who gave me my start out of a good to me, or Muscle Fitness, who are great to me, or Barb Band, who's been great to me. So, the story about Andrew, and maybe it kind of goes deeper to the industry and the relationships and consistency. Andrew and I were connected, and I'm trying to remember. I believe, I mean, I know my friend Jeb Stewart Johnston, who's also written for Muscle Fitness and some other things. He might have been the origins of the initial connection when Andrew was an editor with Muscle Fitness. And we had some just initial conversations, but it didn't get very far because then that's when Muscle Fitness was, was sold. There was some restructuring and Andrew ended up leaving and going to Barbent, where we were reintroduced. And that was, yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly. Um, I think it was David Otey played a big role in that. Uh, there was a, uh, there's several other people who've given me glowing recommendations to write for different places. But it turns out Andrew was the editor. So like, Hey, yeah, we, you know, we washed up on each other's shore before. I also was referred to write to, for bodybuilding.com. I wrote an article for them. I was paid. There is an, you know, a contributor's page up there. Same thing happened. They were sold and restructured before my article was published. So I don't officially have an article on their page. So therefore I don't put bodybuilding.com on any of my stuff. So it's a giant kick in the pants in a sense, because it's another great brand to write for. But, you know, there's a very good likelihood that opportunity will circle around again. and. But everything you said, like, I think maybe one of the most important things is make your editor's job easier. Like you said, get your deadlines, take feedback. Andrew was great to work with because he gave you a lot of feedback. I didn't give myself enough time before a vacation to actually nail this, this thing. And so he said a bunch of stuff back to me and I really had to crunch in order to get it to him on deadline. But I learned some valuable stuff there, but I was committed to going, all right, well, I'm not going to let my editor down. I'm going to make sure this is really, really good. And he was great to work with. We'll get back to the conversation in just a moment. But first, a quick shout out to our episode sponsor, Thridzy. Thridzy's PM Recovery Collagen is formulated to help you sleep deeper and recover faster. Collagen and sleep-promoting ingredients like magnesium and L-theanine make for a potent recovery supplement to help you wake up energized for the day and training ahead. Use code BARBENZZZ, that's BARBEND with three Zs after it, for 25% off today. Now let's get back to the show. I appreciate you giving some of that nuance there. And I think, you know, if I could 
rephrase what I said. It's about setting that communication and getting on the same page as far as expectations, right? That is that is really really key, and I think commun- I mean, look, communication is underrated in the fitness industry. If you're a personal trainer, right? If you're training clients, be it virtually or in person, how you communicate is everything. Right, because there are only so many cues you can give. There are only so many programs you can write. There are only so many movements you can do. How you're communicating that? Are you communicating that effectively to a client? Is everything, as I'm sure you can attest. And communication in the con- in the content production cycle is everything because hey, these are machines that are constantly like everything's moving forward. Right, a publication doesn't stop just because you miss a deadline, especially at this scale. I'm curious how your perspective on what you do in your online business and training clients has evolved, has it evolved, I should say, due to your, or as a result uh, of your content creation? This is maybe unrelated, but it's probably one of the attitudes that has evolved the most as a coach. And the younger coaches will relate to this and the more experienced coaches will relate to this. Early on, you're just hyper-concerned with the imposter syndrome of worrying about giving enough to be worth the cost of your training. And if you've ever had those clients that, you know, just didn't develop the independence or didn't see the results as fast, you can really feel that internally. But with enough experience, you start to realize that people show up, maybe not necessarily for the goals that you think are important, but the goals that are important to them. I have a lot of clients that it's really important to them they're fully capable of functioning on their own, but they, they're busy professionals, doctors, lawyers, business owners. I have a lot of these who, A, love showing up for that hour to hang out. Maybe it's like two to four hours a week. They look forward to it. It's a point of accountability. So the value is in the fact that they have this set appointment. They have the financial resources to do it. Or you know, some of my older adults, my retirees, I mean, A, they do have the financial resources to train. They love the experience to hang out. And for a lot of people, they it's it's about the consistency of the habit. And so I've gotten a lot better at being really good with a increasing my rates over time to reflect the value. That's a thing coaches have a struggle with because I'm at the point now where I, I'm not able to take a lot of new people. I refer a lot of it to other coaches and I don't want anything in return. I just like supporting other people. So I think that's the big evolution now with content creation. I still love coaching people in person and I really always want to, but with content creation, especially because I've seen that it's successful. I think the people who naysay this sort of thing are the people who struggle with it and it becomes a sour grape saying, Oh, you don't need to do that. Well, no, it's because you didn't commit to it. You didn't stick with it. You struggled with it. You didn't learn how to do it effectively. It is a really powerful way to positively impact people. Even if it's these superficial touch points on social media, I get hundreds of comments about how much people needed this today or how much this stuff motivates them or helps keep them on track. Or I got a random message and someone shares with me that they're down 60 pounds. And that the fact that I post on Instagram once a day has been a, a major thing. And I turn around, I'm like, listen, your hard work, <laughs> but it, it's rewarding and fulfilling. And it makes me go, this is actually valuable. This is not superficial fluff. I certainly won't dabble. I won't deal in superficial fluff, but if you can develop these content vehicles. Like I recently put my podcast on hiatus. I retired it. One of the two anyway. And I realized that no, I actually have a really great audience here that I can do a lot of good with. So I'm actually going to reverse that direction. I just needed a break. I needed to kind of implement how I was doing it. I, I also don't think everybody is under the 
has an obligation to do this stuff. I don't think that everybody probably can do it the way that I've done it and a lot of other people have in the industry. But I do like to light a fire under people by saying this. If you just spend your time complaining about the quote influencers and the charlatans who will never be regulated out of the industry, no amount of of regulation and quite frankly, laws are probably going to make most of these people go away. If you just sit there and complain about them, even if they went away, the people who are buying from them and following them aren't suddenly going to find you and go, oh, I like this this evidence-based person. It is upon you to actually put yourself out there, learn the skills of media creation, be patient and grow your reach and your audience to where you're sharing better quality information. And all of a sudden, you'll notice that the people who have real, authentic, engaged followings and multiple media channels, they're suddenly not, usually not complaining about the influencers anymore. Um, And it's a very fulfilling thing to be able to have that kind of positive impact. And then when you can have that kind of impact in those relationships and that reach, one of the best feelings is to share and support other people. Uh, While I was there, when we were in New York, I introduced a few people to my editor at Muscle and Fitness, some friends of mine, and now they have that connection. And some of those friends of mine are going to be able to write for a publication like Muscle and Fitness. And to me, that's a pretty iconic brand. I have, you know, I have magazines from them go back 20 years plus. I still have copies of like, I'm from St. John's, Newfoundland. So I used to go to the gym with and work out alongside of Frank McGrath, you know, iconic bodybuilder. Right. Anyway. So I've got, you know, an old cover of, I, I think it was, it might've been flex, might've been muscle fitness. I actually can't remember that. I think it was flex and Frank's on the cover, right? I still have that. And I don't know. It's just, it, it's really meaningful to turn around and be able to write for those magazines. I think it was muscle fitness actually, but that's irrelevant. Where do you see your career expanding or moving in the next five years? I think it's a really good idea to probably try to have a vision for that sort of thing for, for most people. I recently read a book that I love, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, um, Be Your Future Self Now. Yet, I've never been particularly good at imagining where I wanted to go. I actually really just kind of got with things as I, I've been focused on I mean, it's a classic advice for the, the person we're trying to help is focus on the, the, the regular behaviors, not the outcome per se. You'll get to the outcome. And I've looked around at some of the outcomes I've had. I'm like, I couldn't have even planned or imagined mm. this. So who knows what's next? So I tend to think in terms of the behaviors, you know, show up at as many events as possible, meet, spend time with new, new friends and old, you know, connect with people, support and share other people through my forms of media, be consistent in serving the people who already connect with me, who, who self-select to engage with me via my podcast, my writing, my, my social media, and embrace opportunities when they present themselves. Someone asked me to speak at something. I'm at the stage of my career right now where I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to you know go down to it, uh, hang out. That's been incredibly rewarding. And it will open doors. Treat your partners well. Uh, Don Saladino has me promoting something for him right now. I promote events for the pain-free performance uh, special certification, John Russin's um, team. Uh, Clifton Harsky pretty much runs that, and he's a good buddy of mine. I've done stuff for Renaissance Periodization, Precision Nutrition, and then all of the brands that I write for. So, and that doesn't happen because you you go into these situations going, well, what 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 can you do for me? Mm-hmm. So for me, still and it always will be just 
showing up every day with the things that I'm fulfilled by. Because yes, it's busy. It's a busy schedule, but I'm fulfilled by these things. So it actually helps sustain my ability to work pretty long hours of coaching people in person, which I just can't see me ever wanting to get away from. I think it's also worthwhile not getting stuck in this line of thinking. So I do consume media and I'm trying to dive into books about, you know, how to scale online platforms. And I don't know what direction I want to go in. I don't know if I ever want to have employees, but, and I certainly don't want to go into the business coaching realm. <laughs> there are good people in that space, but most of that stuff is awful. But I'm trying to leave, keep, be open-minded about possibilities as they arise, but put myself in position to be offered a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. to which I can then decide which doors to step through. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. Andrew, where is the best place or where are the best places for people to follow along with your work, the content you're producing, places you're contributing to, all that jazz? So the, the short answer is all roads go through Instagram. Right? So <laughs> you can't put me there. I respond to all messages. Uh, if someone shoots you a message, it's kind of the hidden things. You don't follow them back. I will respond to everything. Um, I try to respond to comments, but shoot me a message. If you have questions, I'll always answer questions. Uh, my website, uh, www.andrewcoatsfitness.com is, um, you know, is obviously there. All of my articles that I publish anywhere else are linked through there. I've had less and less time to write my own stuff for my website. I, I want to do more than I, I have the bandwidth to. And I've gotten, I'm terrible at, but I'm getting better at setting boundaries around some of my own personal time and downtime. I have two podcasts technically. So I do plan to reboot the Lift Free and Diet Hard podcast. Um, there's hundred episodes of it, but really there's 150 more for 250 from the old format with my old co-host. They're all on the same stream. So search for lift free and diet hard. Um, the other podcast is a smaller project called forever strength. It's attached to a group online coaching platform that I share with a client of mine, a mentee of mine and a fellow coach named Bailey Lau. And we have an online women's group program. We run for them a year. It's an absolute hit. We're really thrilled with that. So if, if someone's interested in learning more about that, great, or even just how we kind of did it. And then I write for, I, I probably write more regularly for Teen Nation and for Muscle and Fitness uh, as, as time's gone on. Um, I have written for Generation Iron. I want to get back to doing some stuff with them. Edwin wants to talk to me. He wants me to get me more involved and do some video stuff with them, but they're always so busy and I'm so busy. Um, I've written for you guys and I want to do some more stuff with you guys. And I, I do have an article up on the personal trainer development center, my friend, Jonathan Goodman. And so I wrote something a while back and, uh, it's always nice to have that as a, as a writing credit. I used to write for true coach as well, online coaching platform. Um, but, uh, they, they needed something regular. And so I just politely said, Hey, you know, I, I can't give you guys anymore, but it was great to write for. It was a great opportunity, great platform. If someone's really interested in getting their writing out there more, Check the submission guidelines of any publication. Yep. Go to you guys. Find out what your publications uh, guidelines are. Look at Teenage and look at True Coach. True Coach actually is a really good one. Um, look at any other publication out there that you really like and aspire to. I'm a really big believer in earning the earning the the right. Uh, you know, you've got to put in the work. I think write for your own website first is a really essential thing. Study writing. You have to learn that stuff because if you send terrible writing into your editor you're wasting their time. I really want to send great stuff that my editor doesn't have too much work to do, but I also want to have the kind of relationship where I will give my editor great ideas and then give my editor carte blanche to say, listen, you can tailor this exactly to, to the way you want to. You have my permission. I just want to give them almost everything that they need. 
And you need to know the voice of the brand and who their audience is and who you're speaking to. Uh, the stuff I write for T Nation and the stuff I write for Muscle and Fitness are actually fairly different in terms of what they're looking for. Andrew, I appreciate your time. It is a pleasure to chat again. I feel like this is just a follow-up and continuation of the conversation we started in person. So always nice to close at least a couple loops there. Uh, appreciate your time and looking forward to working with you in, in the future and uh, seeing, you, seeing you on the road. I can't wait. We'll, we'll see each other again in person. It was a pleasure to meet you. And uh, Andrew, if you're listening, if, uh, I, if I haven't already messaged you, we're going to chat and uh, I'll, uh, we'll figure out a project where I can give you guys something else that's really valuable to you and then wave our bed around all over my media. When this episode comes out, I'll be sharing it all over my media. And anybody who's listening, who's found this podcast through me, do two things. One is go follow Barbet. Okay. Two is go through Barben's library of you know podcast episodes don't just listen to this one look for maybe other guests that you like that you recognize give more of a listen and if you're really enjoying it maybe you'll stick around and subscribe to our Ben's podcast so that's how you get back and say thank you that's a better plug than i could ever give and with that thank you andrew talk to you soon